Uh, good afternoon, good morning, good evening, welcome people to episode 236 of Dude and the Monkey. I am one of your co-hosts, Mark Foster, and as ever, I am joined by... Ian Loring, hi, hello. And of course, it is Star Wars, it is The Last Jedi, so we are joined by our Star Wars correspondent. Greetings, this is Steve the Ginger Prince. And yeah, so it's, it's a new Star Wars movie. We get to have these uh, every Christmas, and we'll get one at the middle of the next year as well. Uh, chats with Steve. Uh, we okay. bring him on. No, no, Hello? no, no. The Han Solo's next Christmas now, isn't it? Wasn't it delayed? I, 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 I thought it was. It, it, do you know what? You, you're probably right on this, and I'm probably right, horrendously well, wrong. Steve. Steve's going to know. What up, Steve? My understanding is it's still May. Fucking yeah. hell, really? Yeah. Solo. Let me just double check. Solo, a Hans Sauer solo story expected the 25th of May. I don't even have a trailer yet. What the fuck? Wow. I, I was honestly expecting a trailer before this film. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, it's it's um, it's um May and uh, Ron, Ron Howard must be shitting himself. So is, is there not a Star Wars film next Christmas then? Apparently no, not. The, ne- the next one at Christmas is 2019. Episode. Ooh. Episode nine, whatever that will be, <laughs> I could, I, entitled. I, I could see it getting delayed to Christmas then. I don't know why it, they don't just do them at Christmas now. Like it kind of, it already feels like it's just the Christmas thing. There's a Star Wars film of some description. Yeah, and it's and, 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 and you know what? It's nice. It's it, it's 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 kind of it's a nice thing. You can go. Do you know what? About a week before Christmas, I get to go and watch a Star Wars movie. Yeah. To be on to be honest, it's a total no-brainer for me. I mean, people have two weeks off at Christmas. Gen- well, not everybody, but you know, a lot of people do. So there's plenty of time to go and watch it n- numerous times if you're a Star Wars fan. Um, I'm, I'm sure it helps drive up the profit. Yeah, I, 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 I could see that that happening. It getting it getting just sort of like oh, push back because oh, we want to. Ron's got some shit to do or something like that um, so yeah um, so anyway yes we're going to be chatting uh, Star Wars The Last Jedi um, it's great getting Steve on these things uh, because uh, Ian is quite steeped in the, the Star Wars um, universe uh, I'm not at all um, I, I actually managed to confuse myself um, before I went into The Last Jedi by constantly saying to Becky, just coming up with random different Star Wars names for what characters could be called. And then when I sat down, I thought, shit, which ones of those are actually real characters? I can't remember. <laughs> is, is Captain Sharp Blaster a real character or is he not? <laughs> <laughs> um, do you know what, as well, just looking at next, um, next Christmas, um, Disney have got Wreck-It Ralph 2, um, and they've got Mary Poppins Returns. Um, so it does kind of feel like maybe they don't want to cannibalize the Mary Poppins audience. I mean, it does kind of feel like the two could coexist, but Disney have already got their big all marketing force on this, please. Thank you very much, film there. So. Yes. So, yeah, you, you could maybe see, you could, yeah, you could possibly see that's the reason why they're going to go, do you know what? We'll give it a break and see how it, see how it works. Mm. It's maybe testing the waters to see if they can start doing two a year. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Um, so, yeah, uh, that's what we're going to chat. Uh, there'll be some... Uh, and there might be trailer chat, but I don't think there's actually been anything out as there is since last recorded. Uh, no, I mean, we, we only recorded, like, Monday last week, didn't we? So it's... Um, yeah. 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 It's, only, it's only sort of six days since then, so um, there's, there's not really been anything out. Uh, I was quite surprised that we didn't get anything new to kind of go before um, The Last Jedi, to be honest, anything big. But there wasn't really anything, I suppose... Big they could have put before it really. Um, 
so yes, we were chatting that with usual tangents and bits and bats uh, and what have you. Uh, Ian, is there anything sort of like newsworthy that's happened um, since we last recorded in the six days? Well, fuck. I mean, Disney and Fox was confirmed, wasn't it? So yes, um, that's 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 this this is that, and it seems to be everybody's either it, it's either the the death of cinema or it's the rebirth of um, cinema or whatever. It's not just a a thing that's happening. It, it just I, I uh, sorry, go on, Steve. I'm just saying, I get the 21st, uh, 20th century Fox fanfare back at the start of my Star Wars films. That's all I care about. That is a question, isn't it? Like they've, they've got to be, they've got to be crazy not to do that. Yeah, you would, you would think so, wouldn't you? And and maybe a release of the original, original Star Wars films. You know, the unaltered uh, originals on on blue would be nice. That is a uh, that is a thing that was saying that that was that they looked at that and it was it, it is a thing they're going to do quite quickly apparently. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would imagine. I mean, I, there, there, there is the question about you know what happens to like Fox Searchlight. I mean, would Disney have bankrolled The Shape of Water um, or like Freely Billboards? Um, with uh, you know, I think that's an interesting question. However. You know, I think if they just keep them like semi-autonomous, like they did with um, with Marvel and with Pixar, you know, it, it's like just and with Miramax to a large extent. Yeah, and I mean, like the thing is, like, yeah, quite. And I mean, Disney literally in the Golden Globe nominations, I think for all of their films, they got one nomination, and that was Best Animated Film for Coco. So it's like maybe you know. Disney are the commercial giants. Maybe they could have a crack at the whip for, you know, being critical darlings as well. Um, and I, I, it's it's interesting. And I don't, you know, the homogenization of media and everything being fucking content, like we talked about last episode. Um, you know that 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 is a worry. But at the same time, just everyone fucking saying it's you know, the death of cinema and it's, it, it's a terrible thing. It's, I, I don't, I, I don't know, man, like Rupert Murdoch having less control over certain forms of our media. I'm, I'm okay with that. I mean, it's not that it's, they haven't sold the news stuff, but no, it's kept news. I mean, yeah, I, you know, I feel quite okay about Murdoch not owning the Simpsons anymore. Um, even though they've always been quite like biting the hand that feeds with, with, with him. <laughs> They, they they have and they haven't but don't you think that, that uh, I've always thought that with Simpsons because that's one thing that's always been championed by Simpsons fans and I'm a Simpsons fan up until about to be honest about a decade ago and then it kind of it lost me completely um, uh, uh, but it, when you go back and look at it it has almost kind of like it's a little bit like Jimmy Fallon getting Trump on and waving his hair and going oh, isn't he funny that's kind of what the Simpsons always did with Fox and mm-hmm. um and Rupert Murdoch was they, they they poked fun but in almost like a lovable way. It's totally fair. That is totally fair. Um I I, I, I yeah, I don't know. I mean it's just it's I, early days, no one knows what the structure's gonna be like. I think people need to chill. I, th- I think Disney will relish this sort of extra arm that's not within the, the main sort of Disney um, family. I mean, like you say, they used to own Miramax, and Miramax had Dimension, and they were putting 
um, uh, films, Hellraiser films at that time, uh, quite happily, you know. And I think I think Disney will just look at this as part of another uh, arm in their old conquering strategy to 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 take over everything. Yeah, that that, that that's it. It's it, you know, it, it it's one of those things that remains to be seen what what happens with it and how it works. I can see why there's there's people worried about it because you know, do we do we really need um all of the x-men to show up in the next wave of 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 avengers movies it's it could be the thing that kills that arm of it or that that overfloods that arm of it or anything like that um but also as well it, it will just be you'll see you'll know where you are in a few years time if if fox searchlight for instance seems to be pumping out just not great stuff or it's just fucking it's used as like a little bit of an, an arm to sort of like to do the lower end disney stuff then that'll be it'll be that and if it's the thing is they, they've disney have kind of used almost like they've brought in a lot of people who found sort of like um fox search and stuff like that as like a proving ground they've then kind of picked them up and gone well all right then you can go and direct pete's dragon and you can go and direct fucking Jungle Book, and you can go and direct that, and you can go and direct that. And it's now it's a little bit like, right, well, tell you what, you direct Beauty and the Beast 2 for us, and we'll let you direct this and this, but it won't be under Disney, it'll be under this. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm talking complete bobbins, but it's just, it's, it's, it's more of a, let's wait and see before we set fire to it yeah no i mean that's it i mean it's a company that this year released queen of, uh, queen of Clapsway, which was a film about a girl playing chess um and you know they've got a, a wrinkle in time next year um you know and i, I we've, we've said many things about ava de Veronay on this show um but yeah. the fact that they've given her that budget and license to do that shit i think there is maybe an and there's an element of maybe giving her that freedom so that Disney can appear woke. Um, but at the same <laughs> time, um, you, you know, they're, they're giving money to these people to make these things. Pete, Pete Lowry's, uh, sorry, Pete Lowry's, David Lowry's Pete's Dragon um, is a really interesting, quiet, depressing, but beautiful little film. Um, you know, and if they can... I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I just it, it doesn't seem like the end of the world to me. Let's also look at the fact is Disney now on the I, I I think this is right I'm saying this I might I might be what is it but from what I read was Disney now own the rights to all of that don't they they own the whole rights to everything all the Fox catalogs That's uh, my yeah. understanding Yeah right So Disney now when in a couple of years time when they launch their own streaming service have Lucasfilm which contains the Star Wars movies, and I believe it also contains the... Does it contain the Indiana Jones movies as well? No, it's Paramount. It's about Paramount, sorry. So it's that, but then they've got the Marvel movies, they've got the Disney movies, and now they've got all of Fox movies as well. Hmm. That's a pretty powerful bank of movies there, isn't it? When you think about it, well, the, to launch the, the, a streaming service with. That, that's that i mean that's the kind of the idea that's been going around that that is why they've done this it's so really that they apps, can lock yeah. content off from netflix and amazon um yep. which is a very very good point and i've got to be honest i will pay for a streaming service that has disney and fox content yeah yeah, yeah I, I, straight up you know and i mean disney I life 
sorry, sorry, Steve, go on. It's all right, it's all right, mate. No, I'm just saying, I, I think you've hit the nail on the head in that you've used the C word, content. Um, do you know what I mean? Mm. The, the more content they have, the the stronger that armour, the, the, the business grows. I like that calling it the C word. I'm a fan of that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that, I mean, Disney Life, which is the, the um, their kind of streaming service app at the moment, it's a fiver a month. Um, it's got all sorts of Disney and Pixar stuff. You know, it's got really old school Disney. It's got old Mickey Mouse shorts, but it's also got Inside Out and it's got everything in between. Um, and that is consistently the most used app in my household and probably will be for quite a few years to come yet. Um, and, you know, add Fox content and make it a bit more overall family instead of just kiddie. And if it's four ninety nine a month, fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? I'd, 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 I'd be fine. You throw that out at seven ninety nine a month. Yeah. Um, and, and fuck it, yeah. yeah I'll, I'll be Do you know what? People will subscribe to a sock subscription for £12 a month where they get sent a new pair of socks every fucking month. They then can't complain <laughs> about spending seven ninety nine or nine ninety nine on a fucking a streaming service where they could literally watch something new three times a day every day for a month <laughs> it's it, it's a fucking no-brainer for me mm. um uh, you know you used to be able to go out for the cost of going out and buying a dvd or a blu-ray and dinner to bring home a watch you can have Netflix, Amazon Prime, and whatever this Disney one will be, probably for the same cost of that, but you get it all fucking month. It's half yeah. a Blu-ray a month, isn't it? It's a, like you say, it's, it's, it's a no-brainer. Yeah, it is. It, it's it, The problem is we're now, whereas it's now we have to have it. It's, 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 it's subscription things. When you look at your subscription thing, you think, shit, I've got Prime going out, I've got Spotify going out, or whatever music stream you use, and you've got Netflix, and you've got all these other bits. And you look at it going, shit, that's an awful lot of money. But then when you look at it, you go, right, you put, how many CDs have you bought in the past year? How many DVDs have you bought in the past year? Yeah. <laughs> and how many did you, 10 years ago, how many did you buy? How much did you spend? You, you're probably actually saving money. Yeah, quite, quite. And you've got more choice. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it, it, it's, you know, it's, we've got to look at the positives because there's nothing we can fucking do about it. Um, the negatives might happen and, it, you know, something something will always be there to fill the gap that's that's the way that movies go there'll be there'll be a few years where, where it might be a bit of a barren fucking wasteland of of independent film but then something will be there to fill the gap because it always happens yeah quite, quite. i'm staying the ship here aren't i uh, so there's no trailers <laughs> is there because I, I can't think of anything no I, th- I think that that kind of nicely um substituted for traders there cool right should we get into the the main event go on then star wars the last jedi or episode eight i'm writing that aren't i it is episode eight isn't it mm-hmm. you are correct sir fucking brilliant right cool i'm gonna try and give a very brief synopsis to a film that everybody who's listening to this podcast has already seen uh, it stars Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, Adam Driver, Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, Oscar Isaacs, Andy Serkis, Lupita Nyong, uh, Donald Gleeson, um, 
Kelly Marie Tran, Laura Dern, Benicio Del Toro. It's scored by John Williams this time. Uh, it's directed by Rian Johnson. Uh, and um, what's going on? Um, Paul Dameron's Ace Rimmer. <laughs> um, um, that's, yeah. And then, um, then you've oh, got... God, you've ruined him. <laughs> and, then you, and then you've got Kylo Chemicals Romance is <laughs> is 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 still pe- what? Can I ask a question? Can I ask one question? You know, at the start of this thing with yeah. Kylo's Chemical Romance, yeah. what's wrong with his face? Why does it become? A, why is it like black and then becomes a scar afterwards? Because it got fucked up from the lightsaber duel, and then he's having it. Fucking... Why? Why does it? Why does it look like he's underneath his skin rather than it being a fleshy it, part? It, it it's carbon fiber. <laughs> Right, I'm gonna do the synopsis, Mark. All right. I, I, please, because I really, I was, I, I, I just just, no idea just, how just to, to go this. go back to that. I think, I think with the lightsaber wound, if someone hits you with a lightsaber, you're gonna you're gonna have a pretty big gash, I imagine. Yeah. Um, so I, I think they've put some sort of metal mesh in his face, and then later on he's sitting oh, in a chair, yeah. and yeah. and there's little little slicky droids putting his skin over Put the top. Skin burn. That um, makes sense. I, I, I'm fine with that. I just, I didn't know, I didn't know if there was something and I've looked at that going, no, and that's supposed to be something. Do, am I supposed to know what that is? And I, and I think that's very different to sort of uh, the rebel technology. Cause as you saw Finn, um, he was in the, um, you know, the liquid suit. Uh, yes. And if you remember Luke back in Empire Strikes Back, he was in the Bacta tank. Mm-hmm. So I think the rebels very much use Bacta, which is a sort of a liquid way of healing yourself. And I think the sort of the empire probably uses a, a different sort of technology. That makes sense. I, yeah. I, I, I'm good with that. Okay, go on, Ian. Ian, Ian synopsizes us. All right, very good. Okay, so um, the heroes that have come together in the previous film are kind of split apart here. You got um, Ray being trained by Luke, but maybe or maybe not, kind of. Um, you've got Finn on a mission to become woke um you've got uh you've got poe damron learning that blowing things up is maybe not always the best course of action but in a star wars film it usually is um and, <laughs> you, you, uh, you've got you've got poe damron learning how hard it is to be a man nowadays yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah you kind of do <laughs> Um, yeah, um, there you go. So that's Star Wars The Last Jedi. It's a film that's very, 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 very now, and it, I, that, I don't know, that's my major problem with it, to be honest, but, um, anyway, uh, who wants to start? Steve. You've you've invited me on to talk about it, so I might as well. Um, yeah, I I think Ian's criticism is one of the biggest ones in, 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 in that it is very now. I think that tonally, um, it's very, very mixed. It, it goes from humour, humour which is funny, but funny in a really misplaced sort of a way. Um, humour that you'd, you'd sort of see on an American chat show sketch. Um, not humour that fits in with the Star Wars universe. Uh, you know, Star Wars always, has always been quite funny. The humour's always been there, but it's not been a, a sort of current and, and taking you out of the, the movie as the humour is in this. And and then that's mixed with some very, very dark black stuff. 
um and then and then throughout that there's sort of lots of lots of messages that that of course i mean i think it's very hard to make a film in 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 this sort of climate that we're in sort of politically and you know that the modern world without it impacting on on your filmmaker filmmaking and rian johnson is obviously somebody who, who is impacted by that but 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 it tries to deal with all sorts of issues you, you know like uh, capitalism being the real enemy um you know there's even a a, a a, a bit of a, a vegan argument you know why kids should be going vegan in there there's so many issues that are layered into the the, the film as well that sort of makes it less of a star wars experience for me so yeah the tonality of it is is a real problem for me uh, another one is the the length this is the longest star wars film ever um and for me it's half an hour too long for me there's a whole plot thread um, that just doesn't need to be there, and I'm sure both of you can tell me what that that plot thread is. Um, uh, yeah, I think we'll all I think we, we might all end up agreeing on that one. Um, yeah, so so you could have excised that completely and made this the the sort of trimmer beast that it needed to be, um, and, and then you've got issues of. A, a director who I think has been incredibly incredibly selfish with his filmmaking. Um, from what I understand, there isn't an overarching plan with these three films. Um, JJ's done his bit. He's passed the baton on to, to Rian Johnson um, and he, he's done his bit, but not with an end goal in sight. Um, so, so JJ is going to have to sort of pick this up. So Rian has very much made the film that he wanted to make it in a very selfish way. And for me, he's lost sight of the fact that this is a sequel trilogy. As a Star Wars fan, I want a sequel trilogy that follows on from the original and the prequel and that deals with the sort of Skywalker story. If you were going to make a trilogy that by the end of the second episode has killed off pretty much all of the major characters um, and doesn't seem to have a fucking clue where it's going from my point of view, um, that's a that's a big problem if, if you're a long-term fan and you were looking to this to, to see it end the sort of nine films as one complete whole um a, a, a lot of fans aren't looking for that and i think the people who've really enjoyed this film and as you can tell i i am very iffy on it um i think the people who've really enjoyed it see it as bridging to the new um and and i think it very much is is doing that it, it's trying to make a bridge to new star wars in the future and that's not what i wanted i wanted this to successfully conclude the nine films and i think that's not what johnson's aim was at all i think he's been quite selfish and god knows what jj's gonna gonna do with it that's a very good point yeah in terms of for for for, for where it goes now you've gone from what abrams did to what Rian johnson has done here and it seems to be um abrams has, has come in and you know there's no getting away from it abrams played a, a safe hand i think with the force awakens not a problem that's not a criticism of it i think it, it, it's sensible to play a safe hand it's not to to have to have gone risky would have been a silly idea with the force awakens he's played a safe pair of hands and then going for somebody who's a little bit more um or it would be considered to be more uh, altruistic uh, in somebody like uh, Rian Johnson, uh, whose films I have got on with and not got on with, with what I'll say. It, it's, it, he has thrown out an awful lot that The Force Awakens sort of brought in, and then the person who's then going to continue it on for the, the last instalment of what is this trilogy 
and then it moves into another one is, is what I understand or I might be way off bat again with that um, it, it, it's like it is you've got one person's vision who is in, in Abrams who is looking at it as his vision but what Abrams also is very good at doing I think is also looking at it and going right I'm I'm a custodian of telling this story I'm here to tell the story that you want to hear and to use my the way that I tell stories to do it whereas Green Johnson has gone I'm going to tell you the Star Wars story that I want to tell which is very very, two very different things and I think that that what you're saying Steve is 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 very is, is spot on right this it's it's not Rian Johnson's um, story to to tell. It's Rian Johnson's story to show you, and it has which a little is, which bit. Which is why I don't get it because he's got the next trilogy. They've given him the next trilogy, and I, I am totally happy with him doing this sort of stuff in the next trilogy. I want him to take the next trilogy, which has got absolutely nothing. It's been stated it's got nothing to do with the existing. Um, sort of nine films then that's fine you can do your own thing but as a Star Wars fan and I think this is where a, a lot of us are hurting after seeing this film is that it that it, it it's messing with the, the, the sort of established nine films and, and you know p- potentially leading to a, an unsatisfactory end to that sorry for interrupting no that's not wrong no, I, that, is, that is it I think there's a, there's 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 a lot to kind of look at and go, right, well, where do I go with this? And it's kind of a little bit like Rian Johnson's left this and gone, you can clean that up, JJ. I'm going to go over here and do what really I probably should have been doing in the first place in just making it. Well, I can see why I liked it. Because, I mean, I, I, do you want me to give my opinions on it now? Is it yeah, yeah, quite nicely? Go on, cool, right. Um, I... Um, I went with Becky, who's much more of a Star Wars fan than I am, uh, and is it, she's quite a big a big Star Wars fan, but is not not anywhere near to level like yourself, Steve. Uh, but it's probably around about where where you are, Ian, with, with it. Um, and just to, for, for for clarity's sake, she loved it. She, she thought it was fantastic. She had a great time with it. Um, and I went into it, and I I was worried by how long it was. It that kind of really worried me. Um, I, I do think it's got it's got merit to it. I think there's I don't. It's too long. It is too long. But what I will say is I don't think I was ever bored in it. But there was bits where I was going. I wish this bit would end in it and go back to the other bit that I'm enjoying a lot more. Um, I think that and we are all spoilers all the time, people. I think they killed off characters that I wanted to see more of. And they've set up um, characters and gone, right, these these are the characters that we're going to ha- give you to the next film. And they might even have more going on. And I'm just like, yeah, but I don't care about him. And I don't care about her. And I don't know who she is. But I don't care about her. But why can't I have that person? And why is that person in all of the promo things? But they've been in it for a total of about eight minutes of two like movies that clock in at like four and a bit hours. Um uh, mm. You know, and there's those bits, little bits of dialogue that took me out of it. There's little bits of acting that are just, just crap. There's not very good. Simple as. Um, there's there's a whole sequence in it. The, I think we're, we're all going to agree on this that the space Monte Carlo scenes are 
entire little sub story i think that's what we're all talking about isn't it is not needed that's the half hour i would excise the that, it, yeah it's called canto bite the the sort of casino planet and and for me that was that was pretty much put in for two reasons number one to get across some moralizing messages um you, you know about um sort of greed um maybe even animal cruelty um maybe about poverty um some some real messagey stuff going on there of course it, it also introduces the kids that reappear at the end that are potentially again i think in linking the future rather than dealing with the present saying that do you think then it's a little bit of a um a criticism against the arab states yeah, yeah, I think it criticises so many different things. So, y- yeah, yeah I, I can I can definitely see that. You know, with the fact that, that it's, you know, it, it's a big, it's where all very rich people go to watch arse racing, but it's beneath it all is the local indigenous people who get treated like shit. That's Dubai, <laughs> is what they're saying there. Yeah. And it's it, 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 it's, it is, it's, it's other areas of the world as well, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely I mean, is. Yeah, it's, nail it on that. But I think there's definitely that, that sort of animal cruelty message in there mm. as well. And, um, you know, Ch- Ch- Chewy doesn't eat the pork. Um, there's your sort of argument for vegetarianism. Yeah, the, the thing is, with that, I, I'm fine with those messages coming across in a Star Wars movie. But when it's already that long and you've got that, and it, it did seem like it went... Right, so they got there, but it didn't even work in the end. All right, but I suppose we got Benicio del Toro, so there, oh, he's gone. Brilliant. I mean, um, yeah, I, I mean that, 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 that's the thing. Sorry to butt in. No, that's no, the but, thing but that really bothers me. That's the thing that really bothers me about that plot thread is the fact that by the end of it, it was actually pointless. Like yeah, for it's, all it's, for all the character work, for all the. Um, metaphors it's trying to build what it actually means to the story of the film which to be fair is what we're there for we're not for, we're not there for an allegory of dubai it's star wars if you yep. want to do an allegory of dubai cool if it could actually have stuff that matters to the narrative in a two and a half hour film that would be wonderful but that's only one of the reasons they put that in. For me, the second reason they put that in is to give Finn something to do because yeah, yes, other, exactly. otherwise, what the hell does Finn do? They've introduced something. He's a popular character. The fans love him. But what else do you do with him? Because otherwise, he has nothing to do. And it really bugged me with Finn um, in that his character also seemed to j- just completely change. This is a guy who was a, a stormtrooper, remember? Um, and, and then he sort of, um, you, you know, he, he, le- he left and, and joined the rebellion. Um, and then at the end, uh, at the end of the Force Awakens, he, he talks about how he used to mock the Death Star. And then you get to this film, and all of a sudden he's talking technical, like he's he's he's, sw- yeah. he's swallowed a manual. He's a bit like um, Wesley Snipes in Demolition Man. He wakes up from a coma and he's had everything downloaded into him. So you know, did, all, did all they of really need- is yeah, he, he, he's a great um, pilot and all this shit. Oh, he's got he's got everything at his fingertips. It's, did they actually need the code breaker? Surely Finn knew it because he seemed to know everything bloody else uh, that, that was needed. Um, so yeah, it it really uh, it, that half hour is really the half hour that that slowed the whole movie down for me. Yeah, the, the thing is, at that point, there's more interesting stuff going on uh, with the resistance with. Oscar Isaacs and um, and Laura Dern. Mm. There's more interesting shit going on there. It, did, it, it does feel like out of the out of um, 
the, the, the the big three new characters that the um the resistance characters i suppose uh, it, that they brought into with the force awakens with um john boyega oscar isaacs and uh daisy ridley um their characters there it feels a little bit like that they've gone right well we're going to give Ray all of this stuff today. We're going to give uh, Finn all of this stuff today. And uh, we're going to give Poe. Well, he's essentially just going to run around on deck, just trying to kind of like coordinate things from there. But ultimately, they're all kind of going to do that. Those guys are going to kind of actually do not a lot, really. But, I mean, but the thing is, I mean, with Poe, it's, it's a story that has a conclusion, um, mm. like his arc. And it's. It's actually quite interesting, I think. The whole him in Force Awakens is basically just the hero that does all the daring do stuff and think and doesn't think about the consequences. Here, it you know, it, it, him and Laura Dern and the responsibility like that he learns and the way that by the end, compared to the start, you'd never really see him being like a general by the end you do kind of feel like, right, yeah, he's, he could well be Leia's successor here. You know? Yeah, I mean, and, it, and he's, it's he's an got arc. to be because they're killing everyone else off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I mean, he's obviously, gonna, he's going to have to step up because there's no bugger else there. Yeah. I mean, that, that that's it. So if, if Poe Damron is the leader of the resistance, I, you know, I think with the work done in this film, that's great. I mean, you know, with Finn, yes, he's learned that, not everything is that shiny and great. He was a stormtrooper in The Force Awakens, so I'm pretty sure he already knew that. Um, yeah, yeah I, I, I don't know. Even though I will say I liked Kelly Marie Tran. I, I, you know, I, her kind of like... Excited. Oh, I couldn't stand her. Oh, really? Couldn't stand her. Couldn't stand... Nothing against her, but I couldn't stand her. I, 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 I don't get the Finn thing either. I don't get... I, I think he's a... For me, their whole thing was just weak, and it, yeah, I could not get on with her. They really, they, they really, but them two together on an adventure that, I, that that did nothing was bugging the shit out of me. Hmm. I, I, I think her performance was passable, but again, she was in a plot point like you said, like we all agree, doesn't really matter. So. I, and I didn't really warm to her. You know, it, it, it wasn't the, the most, it wasn't the worst performance out of some of the performances that were there. No, it, 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 it's certainly, it's certainly not as, 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 as bad a performance as Donald Gleason's performance as Hooks. I, I think what is, what is important, and I don't want to be a, 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 a miserable dour face bastard uh, and by the way did you know it's the bastard the first swear word in a, in a star wars film so to speak yeah um, but yeah i don't want to i don't want to be the miserable face bastard throughout i think it is important that um they put kelly marie tran and and the, the girl who played a sister in um you, you, you know it is rep it is a more representative film the the amount of women in this film is massively increased mm-hmm. which which is a good thing the, the you know the amount of different faces that you see in, in instead of a, a cast of pretty much all all white males it, it is a good thing do you know what i mean so absolutely um, yeah i, 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 I can understand it there are some people now who, who are who are glowing for this film because they feel represented for the first time in in their their sort of favorite um, film their favorite pop culture franchise you, you know and that that means a lot yeah and i think that, that i'm fine with that it's just maybe write them a better story 
yeah, yeah. I suppose it's small steps, you know. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's, it's more... I don't think she's bad in it. I just think her character is is a little irritating. Yeah. Well, I, I'm more worried about Finn. I mean, in, in the last film, I, I thought we were going towards Finn being gay, you know. He, he obviously was quite taken with Poe. Um, but then towards the end, he sort of developed a bit of a relationship with, with Ray. In this, he's he's kissing the new girl. So he's sort of got three different people on the go. Uh, uh, what, what, I, what I think you could do with that, though, is say that that is the least amount of chemistry a screen kiss has possibly ever had in cinema. <laughs> uh, I, I, I think you could look at that and John Boyega, I don't think he moves. <laughs> I think he, he's either he's he, he's either playing fantastically well either playing frightened virgin very well or yeah i'm not into girls <laughs> quite well <laughs> very I well the, i think it's the former to be fair I th- and the thing is i think the, he genuinely seems surprised by it because there's been no real sense of that really through the film i just thought they were mates oh, I, 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 I got a powerful sense like, oh, that at some point right. they were gonna kiss Really? Oh, man. Yeah. It, it, it the, just... the very first moment she met him, she was so taken. With, you, you know, it's that sort of fanboy response of, of seeing the rebellion hero, as she called it. I don't know, man. It's just like, it's a bit, it's like a fangirl kind of thing, you know. And it, I don't know. It just, I was kind of surprised because, you know, there could be an arg- argument for like, is he taking it? In this day and age, there is an argument for could, could he be taking advantage of her and blah, blah, blah. No, because she know. kisses him. And he doesn't actually. He doesn't actually respond. Mm. I don't know, man. I just wanted Oscar Isaac and Laura Dern to fuck. So that. that. Um, I, I just get back to my. I, I I just felt it was a little bit. There's an awful lot going on. Um, it, and they're throwing an awful lot, at it, and there's there was bits. There was just there was too many bits of just utter convenience to it that I felt a little bit like. I don't know whether it's. It, it, whether it, me being not as steeped in Star Wars uh, mythology and everything like that, whether or not I just don't get it, which is highly, um, you know, likely. But then again, if I don't get it, then surely there'll be a lot of other people watching it that don't get it as well. And I think you've got to, when you're making these movies, you've got to care, you've got to make sure you cater into both because if it gets too inside baseball, you're going to lose people. And if it's not, if there's not enough there for Star Wars uh, super fans, then you're going to piss them off. And it is a bit of a balancing act. But it was just like the whole, the Luke at the end bit, where he's um, fighting with um, Kylo Ren there. It was straight away, it was like, well, he's clearly just some kind of force projection. He's clearly not there. If, if you, and, and, if, and I'm watching this, and I know he's not there. If Kylo Ren is that strong a force reader, or whatever it is that we call it, surely he knows that he's not there. If you watch, there was a giveaway because they're on that um, salt mine planet crate, um, and they make a really obvious ploy. There's two soldiers in the trenches, and one of them scoops up some of the white stuff off yep. the, the ground and it's red underneath and he tastes it and he says salt by the way did you notice that was gareth edwards next to the soldier who spoke in the trench oh was it was it yeah yeah yeah. watch it again it's gareth edwards anyway so um it, it sort of shows that it's red underneath now when kylo and luke are battling 
every time Kylo moves, and he does this really odd stance when he goes to get himself ready to fight, he moves his feet, and as he moves his feet, a big red swathe appears underneath. Mm. When Luke when Luke does the same, it doesn't change the ground. Oh, so you could, you could tell from clever. that it's signaling that it is a projection. So if 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 you spotted that, you knew. Um, I only spotted that on the second watch. I didn't spot it on the first. Well, watch. I, I didn't spot that at all. It was just a. I was when I was watching it. I was just thinking, well, he's clearly just projecting himself there. Um, I, I think based upon general sort of cynicism, I think is where I got to that. Um, but yeah, there was just too many bits like that that just felt a little bit not quite there for me. In a sense of, I did actually enjoy it, and there's some great, there's some really nice visuals uh, within it. And there's some great bits of story within it, and it's when it when it's working and when it's on song, it, it's a good movie. It's an enjoyable space opera. There's no getting away from it. But it's just there was too, there was a lot of bits that made me go, ah, just mm, why are you doing that, Ian? What did what did you think? Yeah, um, I'm I'm. I'm kind of there really I mean the, the, the I mean the nowness I mean, like I say the nowness of the humour um, was um, an annoyance for me I it sounds fucking stupid but I mean it the concept of someone in the Star Wars universe knowing what being on hold means um, is just such a fucking it's a long time ago in a galaxy far far away you know but the, the pretty much the first action in this film is a joke about being on hold. I mean, I was half expecting Oscar Isaac to say, I'm just going into a tunnel. Um, you know, it was just, it, uh, I don't know. <laughs> um, and I mean, did it kind of, did it, did it prick you? Did it get you prickly literally within the first few minutes? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. But then, and it's, it's not the only example. Sorry to interrupt you. No, it's not. I do want to no, no, hear your thoughts, man. But the other example I can think of instantly is when they're doing the... I mean, you're talking about putting people on hold. All the, One of my big problems is the conceit of the fact they use Force Skype throughout. And, um, you know, you've got Ray talking to um, uh, uh, Kylo. But there's that moment where uh, she Force Skypes him whilst he's shirtless. And she, she says this sort of line of... Uh, Oh, for God's sake! Throw throw on a cowl. Yeah, and, and then she goes straight from that. The very next line into really serious stuff that she ends up crying, sort of mm-hmm. 30, almost thirty seconds later. And it's that juxtaposition of quite modern humor with with quite serious tone stuff. Yeah, well, that's no. it. The, 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 the one bit of of, of, of that. What, and I'll let you. I promise I'll let you get back to to say what you think about it. Just, but in the same tone of what you're talking about with that is. Um, Finn calling Captain Phasma. Am I right with that? I haven't just made that name up, have I? No, no, no. You're Thank right. God. Um, calling Captain Phasma Chrome Head. Yes. Chrome Dome. Chrome Dome. That was it, Chrome yeah. Dome. It's a little bit like, right, he was a staunch. Would he, would he have that level of... It, no, it, that just it, that feels wrong in a Star Wars movie. Yeah, I... I yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, he, he has that line in Force Awakens where it's like, you got a boyfriend, cute boyfriend. You know, it's like there is. He has had some awareness of outside life, though. I, I, I do get your point there. And it, I mean, in the end of the day, this is following on directly from Force Awakens. He hasn't had any time to have any other life experience, um, mm. which also kind of maybe kind of explains away the kiss moment. Um, 
But I mean, it, it just, I, I quite liked, in a way, subversively, the trolley aspect that Ryan Johnson had here. And what, what Steve was saying about the films not feeling really joined up, like they were just each director was doing their own thing. The fact that, you know, stuff is set up in episode seven that just goes, ah, fuck it, in episode eight. And I mean, like, the, the most visceral example of that, I think, is the end of episode seven is this grand moment of Ray finally meeting Luke Skywalker. And we've been holding for two years on that moment of what is he going to do? And then it's just chuck it behind your shoulder and walk off. It's... It, <laughs> yeah, yeah absolutely spot on and it is it is selfish filmmaking entirely yeah, you know it is um, it really it, is though jj set up all this stuff you know who are raised parents uh, well nobody um who's snoke well we'll never find out because he's, he's been shot, shot in, chopped yeah. in half do you know, yeah. you know all this stuff that jj really all this this mystery box he opened this really careful setup that he opened um johnson's just gone and slammed every fucking door shut right in his face i, I mean it's like opening your lunchbox tomorrow and finding a turd in it um jj is gonna have for me he's gonna have such a hard job bringing this back now and the thing is as well, I mean, like J.J. Abrams, say what you want about him. He doesn't, it feels like he doesn't end things particularly well. Um, but I he's, mean, not, he's not a closer, is he? <laughs> no, that's the thing. Like he can open up mysteries like no one's business. But considering the new trilogy is supposed to have nothing to do with th- th- these films. Yeah, I mean, you know, like in terms of narrative arc, I suppose it, it does, it does feel bizarre. And, it, you know, it's gonna. I think it's gonna diminish Force Awakens now in in context, just because this film is very concerned with what it wants to be concerned with, and it doesn't want to be concerned with a lot of the stuff that the Force Awakens was concerned with. I mean, you've got to remember, like Andy Serkis when he got the script for this. I mean, that guy's busy, so you in a way he was probably like, well, thank fuck, that's one less film I have to, I, I've got in my calendar coming up. But at the same time, probably like, well, that's that's fucking right. Okay, I'm I, that, that's that then. And I must say, the set design of Snoke's chamber with that just straight stark red in the background yeah. and those dudes, that was some. Oh, that was good. That, uh, it that, was good. That was some Mario Barber shit going on there. It, it was, was fantastic. I, I don't like the fact that it all just burnt away behind them though. No, no, no. But that, I mean, the whole kind of like the facade and like the fact that it, Snoke, it is it, almost like the fucking the Wizard of Oz or something. You know, he's like mm. great. You know, in the Force Awakens, he's projected as that giant thing. Um, and, you Ian, know, and he, Ian, you, you're so spot on there. Hmm. Sorry, go on, go on, Steve. Man, uh, that that is absolutely amazing. It is going to ping him for. the Twin Peaks Reds is quite a nice way to talk about it and then someone else uh, described it as the um, uh, looking like a Japanese restaurant they'd like to eat in (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) yeah I I agree with both those yeah but but Snoke in his Jimmy Savile gold Lama, 
blow um, and that whole yeah I, I can agree I can agree with that certainly yeah it was it, it, that does kind of it does come out of nowhere you're not kind you, I think you're expecting it in the moment that it's happening mm. you, you, you know that that, that that that's what he's going to do but going into the movie I don't think you'd have ever expected that that was going to happen I was no, expecting no. I was expecting Kylo to die. That's interesting. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, I thought Ray was going to go to the dark side. And I thought Kylo was going to go to the light side. Yeah, yeah, there you go. And But then, it's just like, what is episode nine actually about now? Unless it's about, you know, not individual heroes, but the resistance as a whole. Because that kind of seems like what it seems to be gearing up with. It's like the birth of a new Jedi Order, despite the fact that this film was about how the Jedi kind of need to die because you shouldn't really be living in the past, which is a bit confusing. Um, I would like the, the, the ninth one to literally just be um, Kylo Ren just doing shitty things to hooks. I, I think, I think, is my, is my thoughts, um, they name-dropped in this film the fact that Kylo took some students with him Oh, the when, he destro- when he destroyed the temple, yeah, and we saw the Knights of Ren in Episode uh, Seven, Seven, Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. So it is Ky- Kylo needs backup because he hasn't got he hasn't got any peeps. Hooks obviously doesn't like him. So is he going to um, dial up the Knights of Ren? Because surely they're not just going to include them in that one flashback scene. They look too fucking cool to waste. Um, so maybe Kylo and the Knights of Ren for- form the new sort of the bad axis um the good axis like you say ian i think poe is obviously going to be general of the new rebellion um and i think ray will take on some new young kids maybe from this casino planet obviously did did you see the guy at the, the little kid at the end force called the broom harry potter i'm calling him um force called the broom to his hand oh, when, the, he, when, the, yeah. when he flashed the, the, the ring the john the john lewis ad sequence yes yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's spot on um, yeah, so, so I think Ray will be Ray will be training. Did you also notice that that they'd snuck the Jedi books on the Falcon? Yeah, I did see that. So even though um, Yoda appeared and, and burnt the the old tree thing, the, the books are on the Falcon. So I think Ray will have studied, and I think she will be training up some some new kids. I don't think the new film will be straight after this. I think there will be a time gap. Yeah, can I ask a question? I, I might have missed this in the the whole fucking thing and what's it going on and thing and stuff like that. Doesn't Luke turn around to Ray and say, "I'll give you three lessons"? He does. Doesn't he only give a two though? Oh, well, fucking episode nine. He's going to come back as the Force goes to do the third lesson in the second. Episode. Well, it's good, isn't it? I, 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 I didn't miss another lesson then. Like, he gave her two lessons, and that was it. I, I honestly can't remember. I, I just, I didn't like that whole Luke Ray interaction. I didn't like how they, they treated Luke. And it, I think you're, you're spot on. I think Luke will come back as a force ghost. Yeah, he will. Let, let's talk about one of my biggest problems. Cause in a way it's sort of related to this. Um, Carrie, Carrie Fisher, um, uh, of course died, passed, passed away. And there was a nice tribute at the end of the film. I'm, I'm still a little sad that there wasn't, did you see it? Did you stay through the credits? There was a night in memoriam of our princess Carrie. No, I, I didn't because I didn't because, 
I did one of those sort of checks to see if there was a, a post for it or anything like that, and it said there wasn't. If I'd known it was a, if I'd known, it didn't even say it was an immemorial. If I'd known that was no, that, it, I would have stayed it, for that. It was just part of the credits. It wasn't anything oh, was spe- special, but they gave her a whole slide. And it, 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 I, I'm still a bit bitter. Kenny Baker died last year, and and they seem to have forgotten that, and they don't treat Kenny Baker the same way. All right, we didn't see him on screen, but that guy was a really important part of Star Wars to a, mm. a lot of fans. And, and anyway, I'm sort of getting off point. Um, so I, like. Let's talk Carrie. Carrie obviously passed away, um, and yet she's the one main character, bar Chewie, and of course Chewie's not even played by the same actor anymore. She's the one main character who's made it right through to the end, knowing that they can't bring her into episode nine. Now, for me, that is mind-bogglingly stupid. Surely Hamill, who's a decent actor, I think, anyway, surely you carry him over into episode nine, and you, you, you kill Leia off. Yeah. Well, can I can, can I put my across what what I think on that? Uh, I, I actually I quite like the fact because it would have been quite easy for them to have left her on the what is it or something or killed her off within this. I like the fact that they didn't. To be honest, that that, that, that this movie she ends this movie still there. That it wasn't it wasn't her. It would have felt a little bit. I think almost disrespectful if they killed her off in this it'd be nice if the episode nine just starts out with leia's funeral or something like that is that how you, it, is she, that how you do goes. it then or are you yeah. just going to do it in the opening crawl or have they, or have they filmed some scenes already that they've got it, apparently I, it was a three-hour film originally so there's probably half an hour on the cutting room floor yeah, and some I, of that I, might involve leia i just do it as a I, if i was if i was doing it which obviously I'm not because they asked JJ instead. Um, I, I would literally have, uh, just start out the next film either with that. I wouldn't do it in the crawl. I'd, I'd, I'd do it there so you've got a little bit of of that and a little bit of almost like the fans' moment of being able to say goodbye to the the character and Carrie Fisher at the same time. It, 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 within that, I think that would be enough of a respectful way to do it, but also as well without killing her off in some fucking. She died in a ship or anything like that. She could just she could just go natural causes because I'm sure there are people in the Star Wars universe that just die of natural causes. They just get old and die. That aren't killed by their fucking son or their master or blown up in the most ridiculously designed bombers of all times. Let's have a big thing protruding down from the bottom that if you shoot it, the whole fucking thing blows up. Uh, hey, well, uh, hang on. Let's have a bomber that drops bombs, and they fall downwards with the aid of gravity. And of course, there's no gravity in space. Oh God! Oh God! So that, that's not even that's that's not the least. Holy of shit! I didn't even think of that. Yeah, that's a those, really those, good those, point. Those bombs wouldn't fall down. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. That's the science teacher in me coming out. No, you're right. That's but that's so I, right. I know I'm right. Totally. <laughs> Anyway, are they, are they not? Are they are they a new thing? They're not in Star Wars. No, that's a new ship. We've not seen that. Right? Because totally yeah. can we just talk about? Just very indulge me for a second, right? Please. They're a terrible design. They're yes. a terrible design. Because <laughs> it literally is. They were going. Where all the all the bombs are just in that bit. That just shoot those bits, and they're going. Yeah, that's what we're doing. This is fucking. This is easy. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of people die in this movie. Yeah, An is. awful lot of people die in this movie. <laughs> that, and then they just, they're just like, like nobody gives a shit. 
No, it, it, it's, it's, it's carnage. Cheering. They kill so many people off. It's untrue. Yeah, they're all cheering. And Poe gets back on. And is like, look at that. We did it. We blew that up. And it's been like, a lot of people died there, Poe. I didn't die. But that's his whole... But then, yeah, but... How is he supposed to be dashing after that? <laughs> well, he's with, not, with that, is he? It's, but then by the but, end of but, the film, then, you do want to fuck him again. So, you know, it works. Exactly. It, it, it's that kind of thing. It's a little bit like... it's This movie, at, at too many points, is wanting to have its cake and eat it at the same time. We're dancing around my two major problems with the film. So if, you, if you'll if you indulge me, I know I've talked a Go lot. Go on, man. Sure. Uh, we we, we were happy to indulge you. This is why you asked me on, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, I, I have two main problems with the film, and in a way, they're both connected with what we've just been talking about. Um, in Return of the Jedi, there, there's a point in the space battle at the end where the rebels take down a, a massive star destroyer. And Admiral Akbar, who's the, the commander of the ship, and, and if you don't know me, if you know anything about me, it's my Twitter avatar. It's my main focus of collecting. Admiral Akbar is my boy. Um, he is my, my favourite character in the whole films. And when that Star Destroyer goes down and, and impacts on the Death Star, Atbar looks away with the most sort of rueful sadness. He's not he's not laughing it up like Poe is. He, he's he's yeah. understanding the, the true trauma of war. And what, what they choose to do in this film, sorry, Mark, what they choose to do in this film is they choose to kill off Admiral Atbar off screen. Off screen, yeah. yeah. And, I, I did and think for when, me, when, this when was the kick, biggest kick in the fucking teeth. Go on, Mark. Sorry. When, when, when that happened and they, and they said we've lost, literally, it's a line of dialogue. I, yeah. I did think I thought that one. I thought, hang on a minute, that's a fairly big character killed off screen. You know, it's not he's not a main character, but he's a fairly big character. He's, and he's, he's, he's a big, he's not a big character, fans. but he's a fan favorite. Yeah, yeah, he's a, a big deal favorite. to fans. So um, it is is my thing. Why the hell did they have look, this Laura Dern, Admiral Holder? They 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 could and should have given that role to Akbar. Had had Akbar been been the man who Poe had to cha- challenge, had Akbar been the guy who, who who stayed behind on the ship and did the light speed trick through you know through Snoke's destroyer, that would have been a fitting end to Akbar for me. Yeah. And the fact that they created this Holdo character that really, for me, didn't... I know she had a bit of interaction with Poe, a bit of a, a, a bit of uh, tension well, with Leia. But for me, that was that was Akbar's role. I'm sure Akbar... I'm sure that would have worked better with Akbar in, in that role. And, and, and that's one of my two big hang-ups with the film. Actually, that, that's a really good point, that, because they could have... Because the thing is, I, I quite like Laura Dern's character. I thought she came in very well. I thought... If she's going to be the one that takes over from um, from Princess Leia as being the the matriarch of the whole thing, that's a really good. Oh no, wait, she's going to fly like that and die. All right, and they could quite easily have had both on there. And and and, uh, and, and pose and this reckless. Know, yeah. Pose this reckless hothead, and Atbar's this almost a pacifist. If you read these sort of stories around him, and he, he's not reckless at all. He, he's considered, and and this idea of of Atbar having sort of uh, well, Holdo having tactics that she wasn't prepared to to share with Poe, and him, him doing this selfless act at the end just would have been a fitting tribute to the the, the character. And and why bring in a whole new character that you're just going to kill off within half an hour? when there's an existing character that you've killed with a line that could have fit the bill perfectly well. 
that's, 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 a, that's a very, very good point. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, on to my second big beef. And to be honest, this is way bigger than the app bar one. When I came out, this or, or when, when I was in the film and when I came out of the film, this is the one thing for me that isn't Star Wars at all. And it's the one thing that will that will constantly spoil any second viewing. I, I did enjoy the film. I give it seven out of ten. It's a it, 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 it's a, a nice film. But this is the one bit that spoiled me. And I, I'm surprised you've, neither of you have mentioned it so far, so far, which is when they fire on on the rebel ship and Leia's blown out into space. Um, and then she magically resurrects herself yeah. and then flies back in, back mm. into the spacecraft. <laughs> and then no one says a fucking word about it. No one mentions it. There's no there's no issue of surprise like she does this every other weekend. It, it, <laughs> but for me, it, it just took it, it's so not Star Wars. It's the least Star Wars moment in any Star Wars film there's ever been. Uh, with that, I did think. Hang on a minute. How can she? She can fly and and essentially avoid certain death. But when there's stuff like that that is that stupid, I just assume that it's something that I don't know about in the in between stories. Lord, Lord, no. I mean, I mean, they've they've ditched all the the sort of novels. There there aren't that many novels out there. Do you know what I mean? When they decided they were making new films, they ditched a lot of the old sort of expanded universe um, and started to create new. So all we've got is that Leah is force sensitive. Obviously, they they reference that in the OT, um, and you know, and and she does have moments where she can talk to Luke, not across the fucking galaxy like they can do in this. Um, I mean, she talks to Luke when he's in a spaceship that's fairly nearby, but n- not at all do they reference the fact that Jedi's can. Hello. I showed my phone. Did something weird. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. Yeah. I, I thought you were trolling me like Poe trolled ducks. No, sorry. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There's no reference of Jedi being able to bring themselves back to life and then fly. Um, and again, it's it, even worse than that. Is the response? No one blinks an eyelid. It's not referenced again. Um, it, oh dear, it's it's my biggest problem with the film. I don't, I, I, yeah, I, I can see. I can see why. To be honest, yeah. yeah. What did we like about it? Yes, let's talk about what let's we like. Let's talk about what we like about it. I think we've gone through problems, and I think all of our problems are very much they're, they're similar, but they're also different problems or anything like that. Um, the there's some nice visuals in it. There's we already said about the um, Snooks um, lair. The bit I think it's where the what's it blows up where she drives the rebel ship through the command ship bit, and then you've got almost like that that silent stills of it blowing up. I thought that was a really that was a really interesting visual touch. It's weird, isn't it? How the only way to get silence in a in a cinema nowadays is to have a, a bit in the film where it all goes silent. Yeah. However, there did seem to be somebody who was sat throughout my entire screening cuddling a big bag of crisps because at every point you could hear throughout the entire two and a half hours, which is insane. You sounded like Benicio del Toro stuttering then. Yeah, that was a weird. Well, it, it's not a Benicio del Toro thing unless he's got a weird voice, is it? Yeah, he has to have some sort of tick, doesn't he? Yeah. No, but you're right. That was a that was a nice a nice scene. And um, th- th- there was there was lots to enjoy there. There were lots of moments to enjoy there. Um, I liked seeing Aid Edmondson. 
Honestly, he 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 performed his role well as Captain PV. He 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 brought a smile to my face. I, I love the Snoke death as I've just described. Mm. Um, I, I love the reappearance of Yoda, and it's a puppet Yoda, and he's yeah. mischievous. He's mischievous like he is in the Empire Strikes Back. He's taking the piss. Um, you know, he's prodding Luke with his cane. Um, I really, really like the Yoda appearance. That was one of the, the big highlights for me. And I think the Porgs do well. I think they're not overused. The Porgs um, are they, fucking they, amazing. Yeah, they bring some, uh, they bring some does, nice humour. Does what is it? Does little things? Does, yeah. does toys? Space puffing. Yeah. Don't you dare, they're toys. Mark. They're brilliant. They're toys. They're toys. That's it. That they're toys. Where it's looking up at Chewbacca and then seems to actually like increase the size of its eyes to make itself cuter. My word. My I'm word. telling you that. I'm telling you, you that. Got, that's, you've that's, got, you've got, that's converted loads of people to vegetarianism. You've got to, you've got to admit, Ian, I, 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 believe, I don't believe in cuteness at all. So. Oh, I love the porgs. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, just, they're just dashboard toys, let's be honest. I love the porgs. Fuck, fucking Disney. <laughs> But no, there's lots of nice moments in the film. There's there's lots of nice visuals, like they say. And I'm not against Johnson being part of the Star Wars universe. I think his own trilogy will will probably be something that I can get get down with. I just think it wasn't the right time to introduce him in this. I think it needed a a a safer um, pair of hands, you know. Ian, what yeah. was what was your thoughts? What, what what did you get on with about it? What did you okay. like about it? Yeah, well, I mean, I I thought the I, I thought the action was well done. I enjoyed quite a bit of Luke and Ray. Um, fuck. Did did you have any problems with Daisy Ridley? Um, I I find her kind of unlikable um i agree with that there's, there's, is, that, know, is, there's... is that the character or is that daisy ridley the, the, the actress I, I thought she did really well in the force awakens i was very very taken with her and i watched the murder on the orient express and i think she did a, a good job there as mm. well but in in this film i thought her acting was poor yeah um, i'm glad you said that because i didn't want to be the she, person who said it she no, delivered that's... lines really flatly she yeah. didn't display emotion in the same way that she did in the first film and I don't know, I mean, like, her character just has this weird kind of sense of entitlement all, all the way through the film, where it's like, right, I'm, oh, with, I'm with the Resistance, you're going to come with me because I, I'm with the Resistance, and then Luke's like, well, no, well, no, you're going to come with me because I'm with the Resistance, no, you're going to come with me because I'm with the Resistance, all right, then, you can have some training, and then... Shit, you got a lot of power. Nah, fuck that noise. No, nah, 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 nah. I, I, I don't know. It just, it, it, she just seemed to, the character seemed to just assume that people were going to do things because she was with the resistance and she's got force powers. And then by the end, she seems to be the next great Jedi. And I'm not entirely sure why. I don't know if I Kylo Ren basically tells her, look, your parents were nothing. They were just fucking drunks, <laughs> which, which is nice. And the fact that she goes, well, yeah, 
It's like, yeah, well, you fucking knew that. Try to pretend you're something you are. No, but I mean, uh, that, that, that whole arc of, like, not actually being from anything and your power coming from inside you is, you know, I think is a nice little message. She doesn't really perform it all that well, though. But is that, yeah. is that, is that reactionary to everybody after it saying, oh, fuck it, is she going to be another Skywalker, though? I, I think that is reactionary from yeah. Rian well, Johnson's in, point in of view. In terms of the narrative, view, choice, I think, yes, yes. JJ, but yeah. I think J- Johnson's twisted that. But there's nothing but, to say that that JJ won't twist it back won't again. Twist it back and just say yeah. that's just something that Kylo said to get yeah. you exactly. on his side. Would that, that would not it, surprise me at all. That's it. And there's a niceness to the fact that she is just from nothing. But then it, it also you look at it going, but right, I would have been pissed off if she'd been a Skywalker. If it had just been that somehow she's fucking some kind of Skywalker. Or she's some kind of something else. But then when it's just that, I was like, it's nice because it's it's basically Kylo being a dick, but it feels out of place in Star Wars. Because everybody's somebody in Star Wars. Well um, It but, feels I mean, out of place in the in these nine films. Because yeah, these nine films it. are supposed to be about the Skywalkers. It it'll be okay in Star Wars going forward, but you know. It's what but I mean it's what yeah, it's what this film's message is though. It's the anyone can be you know anyone can be anything you know the, the bit of the john lewis ad at the end you know it, it's like that kid who is coming from nothingness has the force and that kid could be great um so in episode nine if it just turns out oh do you know what actually yeah you're Obi- uh, obi-wan kenobi's granddaughter it would just be like uh. Uh, well you know okay so you did come from greatness then and then that whole message will be fucked so it's like episode eight is kind of fucked episode seven's message and either episode nine kind of just follows on from that or it fucks episode eight's message which uh, which is a, a a good point you're making ian i, I don't I, I mean we're judging this film now i don't think you can judge it completely until you've seen episode nine no. I, I think i think it sits in the middle and it sits to be affected by what comes after it and I mean, God, I just what the fuck does come now? You know, it, it just it, I mean, I'm, I'm fascinated just because what the big what the big, big conflict here now is Kylo Ren and Ray. And what it just I, 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 there's not I mean, that's really all there is. I mean, yeah, there is like the resistance rising up and defeating the First Order. But the First Order, who are they represented by other than Ren now? You know, Un- unless, unless there's another big bad out yeah, there that I mean, we th- don't th- know about, yeah, and that I mean, would be weak if there is. I don't, I don't think there will be though. They're like, just they, they can't introduce a big bad in in one film in what was a trilogy, and then and then be done with it. And I've got to they say, so, as they well, sort of did in Return of the Jedi. The Emperor wasn't in; he wasn't mentioned in A New Hope, and he was only in Empire for a, a, like two minutes. He, he was so, about. He, he was about in Empire, though. He was like a looming presence. At he the was, very least. he was, and there's nothing to say that Snoke can't come back in some sort of Force Ghost way. We've yeah. seen light Force Ghosts. What's to say we can't get a half a Snoke coming back as a as a dark side Force Ghost? No, no, yeah, no. Quite, but I mean, yeah, yeah, so okay, maybe that. But other than that, I mean, Phasma's gone, and fucking right, Gwendolyn Christie. It, it, it just, I kind of feel bad for her. 
even though she probably loves the attention, I'm assuming, but she's on all these press junkets and she's on Graham Norton and she's all over the fucking place publicizing this film like she was with The Force Awakens. And, you know, after The Force Awakens, they're saying, like, oh, you know, Phasma will be back and she'll have a bigger role, blah, blah, blah. She yeah. probably had less screen time in this than she did in The Force Awakens. Um, I, 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 I mean, it, 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 she's, she's probably spent more time doing interviews about this movie than she spent actually on screen. In fact, no, I guarantee it that <laughs> yeah, she has. Definitely. And it, it literally is so that they can point at her and go, look, Game of Thrones is in this. I'm not sure she's dead. I don't, I, I don't think she's dead at all. Her, her armor's bulletproof, so what's well, to say? Why, why can't it, it be spaceproof? Well, or fireproof or what? You know. Fuck, nah, man, she's dead. Come on. I'm not certain. I'm not certain. But well, that, I mean, just, I, I, that, I mean, that didn't seem like a death scene to me. It just seemed like, I hope in the next one she gets even less screen time. I hope a door opens and Finn just goes, but nowhere, and then just closes it and walks up, and that's all we see of her. I, I, like, but she's, she's on... She's a top name on every fucking poster. I, I like yeah. I, I just I get the sense that again it's Ryan Johnson going like I'm not really into this character. You you named her after what? Phantasm? Fuck no, fucking whatever. Like right, okay, she's contractually right. I've got to have her in this, do I? Right, okay. What can I do? She have a fight with Finn. Gives Finn something to do. Yeah. All right. Cool. How long does she have to be in it for? Right, three minutes. Okay. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I, I can make that work. Can, can I... Right, I, I'm still going to be able to keep in my, my uh, metaphor for Dubai, though, aren't I? Yeah? <laughs> yeah? Okay, all right, sweet. Yeah, all right, then, fine. That's how I imagine Ryan Johnson had fucking negotiated this. It's... I like The Last Jedi less for talking about it. This film now actively annoys me. Well done, everybody. <laughs> Sorry. 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 I, 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 I've not, it's not a secret that it, I, I have problems with it. And I don't want to come across, I really don't want to give the impression that I didn't enjoy my time because any Star Wars film is, is a win for me. I love being in the universe. But for me, it is right down the list. If I had to rank all Star Wars films now, for me, only Attack of the Clones is worse than this. Um, it, is, it is prequel level. It's it's not definitely nowhere near the OT. It's it's nowhere near as good as the Force Awakens. Um, it's it's prequel level quality. It has so many different issues, and and maybe over time I'll warm to it. And like I say, with nine, I might judge it differently. But um, I I I felt it, it's been a tough couple of days. I'm sure you've all been aware of the sort of social media. Um, sort of arguments this has sparked. It's the sort of stuff that makes you want to quit social media. I um, muted the Last Jedi. I muted did you? it. Oh, I, you see, I, I I'll think, take anyone I think, on. No. I, I just, I, 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 I tend to just not get involved in shit now and just kind of scroll through. If I want to get involved in shit, I'll just go blah blah blah, and then I'll fuck off. At the moment, I, I'm trolling the shit out of some guy on on Facebook at the moment. Um, because he posted a picture about three weeks ago of Beyonce saying um, this picture of Beyonce is everything, and I keep I keep <laughs> commenting on it saying it's not though, is it really? And then he keeps on either responding, and I keep going yeah, but it's not though, is it really? And then he keeps deleting my comments. So every sort of like day or so, I'll go back up the same picture and just put but it's not though, is it really? 
to the point of where I, I find it really amusing and he's getting really, really angry with me about it. And I've said nothing else, but it's not though, is it really? <laughs> yeah, I've had an altercation with someone this weekend and the, the outcome of which is he's decided to take a Twitter break because he's um, because he's wrong and he's embarrassed <laughs> about it. But you don't want to get involved in these sorts of things. But like I say, I'm going to stand up for my opinion. No one can level at me that I'm not a Star Wars fan. You know, I, nope. I, I can recount, I, I'll tell you the ways over many hours of how I'm a Star Wars fan. And just because I, I have problems with this and I have real issues with this film doesn't mean um that, that i deserve to be sort of shouted down i, I tell you what i'm after sort of other opinions i, I mean as much as i rate your two and I, I know you've got sort of immediate family did any of your immediate family go to see this um no um, apart, though, apart from bex apart from I, bex uh not, not that i've spoken to to to, to yet um so a guy from my work went to see it who has he's seen the force awakens and the original trilogy but he's never seen the prequels um and he 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 enjoyed it is what he said he said i really enjoyed it i thought it was a lot of fun did you did your daughter see it mark she's not he's was not seen it yet no uh yeah. i think she's going with her friends this week that that'll be interesting i i, I have a uh, i don't have kids myself but i have a um a niece who's probably 14 15 and a, a nephew sort of uh 12 12 um and the nephew's 12 absolutely loved it um, he he was so taken with it. Apparently, it was untrue. Um, uh, and we're going to take the the pair of them on on New Year's Day to to see it again. Um, but the the sort of fourteen fifteen year old girl um, didn't like the the humour uh, and, and the mixed tone of the film. Good so I, I, I I'm just interested to see what the younguns are thinking about it. I I have a feeling that there is an age divide that the the sort of um, 20-something fans are going to really, really like this and, and battle for it. And then the old farts, the people my age who've been in it from the get-go are the people who are going to have the problem. Yeah, and I, I can completely see see that. And, and, and that actually fits quite well into what Ian was saying in the sense that the, 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 the jokes and the politics and everything like that feels very now. Um, so that there is that. Um are we, are we are we are we at the point of wrapping for Last Jedi? It feels like we are. Um, so, Ian, where are you on it? Are you where are you on? And I've read. Yeah, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't think it's shit. I, I, I don't think I, I don't think I can call it shit. It's um, you know, I generally I like the performances. I like the action. I thought it looked good. Um, the high moments are very very high, um, but makes to the pure almost kind of like sugar rush of force awakens which i still feel when i watch that film um i feel it is lacking so you're definitely not sure are you touching cloth then i'm definitely not shit but i'm a yeah. lot closer to touching cloth than I, I i thought i would be a few days ago cool uh i'll do mine next so that we're finishing on steve because he's it, it, this is more this is, this is his, his, his wheelhouse there uh, I'm definitely not shit with it I don't think it's I don't I, do, I don't think there's any way you could call it shit I think it's it is a good enough time um, but I I was I was a lot I was very close to touching cloth with it and I think the, the, the reason why I'm not going to go touching cloth is because I can honestly say that even though it is two and a half hours long and it is half an hour too long possibly even 40 minutes too long I was never actively bored, so therefore I think that I can just tip it into definitely not shit. 
Um, before before I give my rating, I, I, sorry, I'm going to be this guy. And I, I I have listened to every episode you lads have ever done, and I am a, a fully paid up patron. And can I just say thank you, lads, for not imposing that extra cost that those those bastards have imposed. That that is really decent of you. Um, but I, I, even though I've listened for so long and I am a patron, I still don't have a fucking clue what Geostorm is. So please, will you explain this again? <laughs> Okay, so a Geostorm is a film which is shit and you would not necessarily recommend as being good, but you think that someone should, that you think that people should watch it. That is a Geostorm. Okay, so so it's not Geostorm. Okay, so I'm I'm, I'm balancing a fine line between um, not shit and touching cloth. Um, my my own sort of personal rating system is the the one out of ten. And my golden rule is if I give it a six and a half out of 10 um, or more, I will watch it again. If it's less than a six and a half out of 10, that's not a film that I will waste my time watching again. Um, And I gave this a seven out of 10. So if it's something I'm saying I will watch again, and of course I've I've watched it twice already and and I've already got a a third viewing booked in on New Year's Day, um, then then I'm going to say it's definitely not shit. Um, th- there's enough about it as a a film t- to make it a worthwhile experience for people to get out there and watch. Um, but it is problematic, especially if you um, sort of bring anything in anything to the film. And and just to give some context, I saw The Force Awakens five times at cinema. Uh, I don't think I'm going to see this again until the until New Year's Day. And I, I'm only going to see it on New Year's Day because I'm taking the niece and nephew. Otherwise, I'll, I'll wait for my, my 4K Blu-ray. Very good. Uh, Ian, um, what have you been watching this week? Have you watched okay. anything since we last spoke? <laughs> you don't have anything? I don't, I, I, I said, have you? I've, I've only got a couple. Oh, okay. All right. Um, well, yeah, I, um, I've, I've only got a few myself, actually. So I forgot to talk about Takashi Miike's Blade of the Immortal last week. Oh, you did, yeah. Yeah, so I, I would like to speak on that. Um, so it's his 100th film. Uh, I saw it in a cinema by myself, and then it seemed to disappear from UK cinemas after one week. Uh, it did not do very well, uh, which is a shame. Um, and I think Arrow Films should be applauded for actually like doing quite a wide distribution for it. Like, literally... Mm. It, it was playing on a couple of di- in a couple of different sites in Cardiff, so that was a, a very pleasant surprise. Um, basically, story is um, you've got this uh, kind of just fucking warrior master who wants to die after his little sister is killed by um, just some random guy. Um, he kills the guy, um, but then the guy kind of kills him as well. But he is made immortal by uh, an old crone, as they call her in this film, who feeds him some blood worms, um, and then he basically becomes immortal. Uh, and then years later, um, a girl is seeking vengeance against a guy who killed her father. The guy is trying to basically destroy all the various um, fighting schools in the area so that you can unify them all under his one kind of umbrella, basically. Um, and then through it, he, the, immor- the immortal basically kind of learns to live again through the girl. But every 15 minutes or so, there's a really, really fucking good fight sequence. Um, it's a film of simple pleasures. Um, it's long. It's getting on for two and a half hours. Um, however, 
the violence is fucking amazing. Um, the climax is brilliant. Um, it's gnarly as all hell. Like, basically, his fighting style is, well, you can chop pretty much any part of me off and it's going to fucking reattach itself anyway, so bollocks to it. So he just goes in all fucking swinging, like, not worrying about defending himself. And generally... Every fight ends with him being impaled on something and then him fucking stabbing the person who's impaling him. It's brilliant. Um, <laughs> like, it's great. Um, and it mixes it up with the fights, you know. Um, but, yeah, it's... Uh, I had a great deal of fun with it. It's, uh, you know, I was in the cinema by myself. I shouted quite loudly, oh, fucking hell, on a couple of moments. And, you know, it, it, it did its job. It... Um, I'm I'm sad it didn't uh, it didn't do that well and you probably can't see it now but um in in the US it's on VOD well worth it and when it comes out on VOD over here when you got two and a half hours spare with a few beers it will be a fucking brilliant time. I'm I'm no expert on um, Japanese cinema by uh, you know any stretch of the imagination, um, but I have seen a bit of Takashi Miike. Have you ever seen his 1989 film Violent Cop? No, um, I'm, well, I'm not a massive Miike man myself. Can, well, can I do my own little bit of paying it forward here and ask both you gents to check that out? Yeah. For, for me, for me, that is that is sort of top-notch Miike. Is it the Katano one? Uh, no, 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 no. He he, he plays a um, uh, um, sort of a cop with uh, not very much left to lose. Um, and it, and it's very dark. It's very brooding. Um, it, it, it's a quality watch. I'm sure. I'm sure you'll both appreciate it. Sounds like a plan mm-hmm. to me. Violent yep, cop. Very good. Um, okay, so only a couple other things for me. Um, sorry if you hear me scuttling about. I'm just walking downstairs. Um, I also watched um, on Amazon Prime now. Uh, Your name, uh, which is. Uh, anime which has been getting quite a lot of um attention um now i'm just going to mute the mic for just a second because i'm gonna go for a pee um so bear with me two ticks and i'll be right back can, can, can i just say ian walking about whilst he's podcasting is very celine dion i, I imagine <laughs> like he's on the stage at vegas he can just wander up and down whilst he's podcasting it does entertain well, yeah, I, I, I have i have limited movement when i'm podcasting because i have my headphones plugged in and my mic's attached to it so i have to like i have a sphere of about of about two feet like a moving <laughs> snap but i am in a room where i'm completely surrounded by star wars toys and memorabilia space yeah i, I i'm currently sat on my bed <laughs> No, hopefully, hopefully he's he's floor is there. Uh, so, does your young and have plans to go and see? Um, yeah, I think she's going this week with, yeah. with a friend when they uh, uh, they finish um, school on the twenty second. Yeah, so uh, do we. She's back really early. Oh, I'm back on the 8th, 9th, something like that. Um, Lord, they're working them out there, aren't they? 
Yeah, and another uni, uh, the, the college um, in York as well, they finish on Friday, the 22nd, and they're back, back on, on the 3rd as well. I've got the third week in January off. Right, right, okay. Well, that sort of makes up for it a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, but but no, I, I, it is late. It's as late as I've ever, ever worked up, up till Christmas, but... Yeah, um, that's... Like the fucking, I couldn't believe that. I thought for sure it was going to be this week and next week that um, schools nope. would have off, and then they'd be back in no, on Tuesday, the uh, Tuesday the third. The thing is, that every every school I think has sort of been given the the leeway to take what they want, even within our sort of local authority. Um, each, there's lots of different schools doing different things. Yeah, because I mean, um, we, we were sort of given, given a chance to sort of vote on it, you know. Yeah, because I mean, uh, lots is um, in school till Friday. Um, and I just, it's kind of weird. It's like she's in school and then three days later it's Christmas. I, it just, it's... Um, yeah, it's, know, too, it's after, too late. Weekend and then, and then it's Christmas. And then after New Year, it's literally a whole week until she's back in school still. <laughs> yeah, it just, it's, um, you know, yeah, very odd, very odd. Um, right, Go so, on, Ian, you had something else. Yeah, I, I had a spectacular piss, so thank you for that, guys. Um, so, <laughs> your name was it? So, was it like the waterfall on the casino planet? Um, it was as beautiful. <laughs> I think. Yeah, I, 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 I think I'd be okay with confirming that. Um, yeah, yeah, I think I'm okay with confirming that. Um, anyway, sorry. Um, the best thing that I've seen this week is your name. Um, so. This is a lovely, lovely, lovely film. Um, it's on Amazon Prime. Um, talk about, talked about it briefly with Mark last week because of how fucking hard it is to find on Amazon Prime. Um, but it's... Okay, the story... Um, essentially, it starts off as like a kind of a body swap thing. Uh, but the two people don't know each other. And it's all tied together to this mysterious comet um, landing. And for the first half or so, it's this body swap comedy thing where they're, you know, trying to help each other out in in various ways. But then they kind of fall for each other. And then the second half is a much more romantic, epic, time-shifting quest for two people to essentially save each other and fall in love. Um, It's... It's it's got the one of the, one of the biggest hearts I've seen in a film in a, in a long time. Um, Who's in it, Ian? It, it's an anime. Um, All right. Yeah. It, um, uh, it, yeah. So you can watch it on Amazon Prime, uh, Japanese with subtitles or dubbed. Uh, nice. I watched it Japanese with subtitles, so I, I couldn't speak on the dub, but the uh, but that was fine. Um, and I don't want to say that much about it because I didn't really know too much going in. Um, I knew that was there was like a body swap element to it, but that was about it. And there's some stuff. There's something that happens about halfway through. There's kind of a realization, which is quite something, and then it kind of propels the rest of the film. And um, they're not brother and sister. Don't worry, it's not incest. Um, and um, yeah, it, it, absolutely gorgeous. The the soundtrack is. It seems quite aimed at, like, teens or people who still want to think that they're a teenager, uh, which might be why I liked it, because, you know, the ever-encroaching sense of death is um, something that terrifies me every day. 
So if I can uh, think of myself as a bit younger for a couple of hours, then that was that's absolutely fine. Um, so yeah, the soundtrack's great, um, and it's this mix of funny and sweet and charming, but also tragic and melancholy, and it had it had me in its fucking hand right until the final shot and then like the title of the film comes up in, in the end um it's quite the piece of work i'm pretty sure technically it came out in the uk this year and if it did it's going to be high up on my end of year list um i don't want to say much more about it in all honesty but yeah hell of a film uh, your name um check it out it, it, i mean fuck if you've got amazon prime it's not going to cost you anything i would definitely check it out this week yeah, give good it a song. watch. Yeah, it's it, oh, it's great. Um, oh, of course, I'm, I'm very glad about that. And, uh, fantastic. And last thing for me, um, I, uh, I actually wrote something for the site about this. Uh, Black Christmas. Black Christmas is fucking brilliant. Um, I noticed the killer, the, the killer's shadow kind of moving about in the background in one of the shots. And now I'm kind of terrified to watch it again because I know he's probably going to be about in the background lurking about in some other shots as well. Um, that flick is something else. Uh, is it really Christmas. is fantastic, isn't it? Black Christmas. Right. Like, the, uh, like your, the piece you wrote, which is a brilliant piece, by the way, for the website. Um, it's, it, it is, it, it's, not, it's not given enough fucking due on a bigger scale. It's not. It's not. It, it's like I said, isn't it. People think that Psycho or Halloween was were kind of the films that started it all, and Psycho did to an extent, but it's not a slasher. It, it has elements of the slasher, and Halloween just didn't start it. Black Christmas did. Um, yep. You know, it, and, it, it yeah. takes a lot from the Jallo stable. God yeah, um, hell yeah, I, yeah I, absolutely, I think, yeah. Um, and it sort of bridges sort of that giallo Italian cinema feel with the, the the modern slasher. It's a really really important bridge. Pimp your shitty. And which website's this on? Your review. Oh, doingthemonkey.com. Doing the monkey is it right? Bro. Yeah, no. I mean, to be fair, like there's not been an awful lot of content on on the we, site. We, we've, we've been tired on the site. Both our fault. <laughs> yeah. Well, which 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 going into the new year, uh, it will it will get better. <laughs> so um, yeah, um, you know it's, uh, but yeah, no, it's a, it was a fair question to ask, Steve. Um, so uh, yeah, it's um, I don't know, it's just it's a hell of a thought. That that ending still chills me to the bone. Um, and someone actually, someone on Twitter, um, it was just a random tweet I saw today, was saying that. It's quite an interesting uh, uh, example of um, women shouting into the void about abuse and whatnot and not being listened to, uh, both by men and women. You know, I mean, like Margot Kidder, she's pissed and the guy comes in and then she wakes up and then they come in and, and she was like, you know, I felt like somebody was suffocating me and, you know, they were. And then they just leave her to it again because she's pissed and then she dies. Um, and, you, you know, the, in the second half of the film, because the first half, is, it, well, the first third, there's quite a lot of funny stuff there. But then later on, it's just really bleak for, for the vast majority. And even the lightest moment, like Olivia Hussey watching the people, uh, watching the carolers, is intercut with Margot Kidder being killed really horribly. 
Um, and, yeah, and it just the the sense of playfulness towards the start, but then how it just shifts into unrelenting grimness um, is something that films just don't really do these days, and few films get as bleak as Black Christmas without being gory. Um, it, it's you know, a it's a it's a dark film, and and I've not seen it for a while, but that's how I remember it. A lot, a lot of shouting and, and not a lot of listening. I mean, that the landlady doesn't listen, the police don't listen. Mm-hmm. And like you say, the, as the film progresses, it gets darker and darker. Yeah, mm. and it, no, no, absolutely. And I mean, like, you know, Kia Dullia's character basically turns psychotic because his girlfriend wants to abort their baby. You know, it, it, you know and it, 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 just the idea of, She's not listening to me, so I'm just gonna like, like beat the fuck out of my, um, out of my piano, and I'm just I'm <laughs> gonna fly off the handle whenever anyone says anything to me that I don't agree with. You know, it it's just it's a, a fuck it. Oh my god. Um, sorry, Mark just WhatsApped me. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, just to, just eject quickly. Um. Yeah, Antoine Griezmann um, has just tweeted that he's going to an 80s party and he's going in fancy dress as one of the NBA All-Stars. He's not blacked up, has he? He's blacked up. Fully blacked up. With an Afro wig. Oh, my God. Way to to decrease decrease your transfer value. What is he doing? I mean, like, fair play, he's covered himself up. Yep. I, I guarantee you, Nike right now. Somebody at Nike is going. Sorry, he's done. He's done what? Has he gone full shoe polish? Full, full oh, blacked up. Mark, uh, Steve, seriously, right? His his Twitter is at Anto Griezmann. It is. It, yeah, the literally it is. Got him. Wow. Good God. <laughs> And and he's wearing a '69 jersey. Yeah, and it's it's it, 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 it's it's a little bit like, and I, I, I don't know whether anybody, um, I, I, whether anybody who's outside of the the complete sort of football that gets because I know you're very into your football as well, Steve. Yeah. Is Antoine Griezmann is renowned for being sick, for not being a bright guy in football. He's a very good footballer. Uh, um, apparently, a very not being very bright, a little bit like um, what's his name, the left back from Real Madrid, that's a dumbass. Um, oh, that's still at Real Madrid, okay. despite the fact that he just doesn't get played anymore. The Portuguese kid, I can't remember his name. Fabio Cavara, I think it is. Um, and anyway, he's yeah, he's not renowned for being bright, but even that, there should have been somebody going, no, just don't do this because it's not a good idea. <laughs> oh. That, he's not. He's done his arms as well. It's not just yeah. his face. Oh, he's, and his he's legs. Covered he's covered himself up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh God! It's it, it, how long before that is deleted and an apology comes out? <laughs> that is mind blowing. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, what, sorry. People talk about football as being in a fucking bubble, man. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. 
new agent needed is his agent his brother it's one of those situations in it where he's got just people around him and um he, you know no one's telling him that's what a bad needs, idea what he needs to hear yeah <laughs> He's, he's, busy other, mates. Thing, he's busy mates with Paul Pogba as well. Oh, isn't he? I know, I know. The other thing is, he's five foot seven. He doesn't. Yep. He's not even the right height for a basketball player. Oh god. Anyway, sorry. Carry on, guys. Sorry. Jesus fucking Christ. Anyway, you know what? Yeah. You know what I'd like. You know what I'd like. You know what I'd be f- fucking just desserts if that didn't come off. Let's <laughs> play the next Atletico game. Won't it? Won't it be brilliant if he had to turn up to France training? And that hadn't come off. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. I, I, I was pretty much done with Black Christmas anyway. Uh, well, I, I think you've just seen Black Christmas here. Fucking hell, man. <laughs> Black, Black Christmas in a tweet. Fucking hell, what a knobhead. <laughs> Not you like, and him. <laughs> just, fuck, oh, God. He just fucking blacked himself. He just blacked himself up. Oh, that's, that's, oh, it's taking me back to that story you told on the Patreon. <laughs> Covered in shit. Covered in shit. Uh, Steve, what have you been watching this week? Right, I don't get out to the cinema much, so I've got nothing new. But if if you'll bear with oh. me, I can tell you about some of the old stuff I've been watching. Um, I've been on a, we've been on a real, I, I, I do a month that I call Jalo Setombre, um, where we watch nothing but Jalos in September. Um, and and since then I've been on a sort of a real Italian film kick. So we, we're watching a couple of Italian films a week. Um, so last night I watched a film. I won't I won't try and butcher the Italian title, but um, a film called The Last House on the Beach, not The Last House on the Left, but The Last House on the Beach. Um, and this is basically a, a, a film where there's a a, a, a convent a, a convent runs a or, or, or hires out a beach house um, so that the the girls can go and study for their exams there. Um, and the nun who's taken them there on this particular trip is sort of Jallo Staple Florinda Balkan. Um, so she she's there sort of practicing Shakespeare with them. And uh, three armed robbers who've who've done a bungled robbery uh, turn up looking for somewhere to hide out. Um, and amongst them is uh, another sort of English Jallo Staple Ray Lovelock. Um, so they basically um, are there for three or four days, get a bit bored, get a bit rapey. Um, doesn't doesn't um, it doesn't look like it's going to end well. But then um, Florinda Balkan is is the nun who, who's not going to take any shit by the end of it, and uh, uh, you know it ends up on a on a more positive note. Um, but it is sort of classic, sort of um, weaker rape revenge stuff from from the seventies. Um, so that was last night's uh, viewing, um, and then a couple of nights ago, I watched the, another film called Emergency Squad um, from nineteen seventy-four. Squadra Volante, I think its Italian translation is um, from nineteen seventy-four. Um, again, featuring one of my favourite sort of um, Jallo staples from the seventies, Thomas Millian. Love that guy, yeah. um, and he's a he plays a, a beret wearing, cigar chomping cop who just doesn't give a shit. Um, whose whose wife was killed by a criminal called uh, Le Marciers, um, who, who's a sort of a French criminal, um, and he's been he's been sort of just going through the police lifestyle, waiting to get even with this guy. And then there's a a, a robbery where a gang who poses a film crew 
um, uh, Rob A, uh, somebody who's been sort of given a police escort, and it just so happens that this is La Marciere's, the guy who's Millian's after. So he teams up with a, another older cop who's eight months from retirement, and the pair of them basically just track this track this guy down. And it's the, the sort of tension comes from, is Millian going to get to them first, or are they all going to end up shooting each other before he actually gets to them? Um, but yeah, classic sort of Italian Poliziotecchi from the 70s. Sounds good, that. Both worth a watch. Mm. Very good. Uh, was that it for you, Steve? I've watched other stuff, mostly Star Wars. I watched um, uh, the original Star Wars as a bit of a palate cleanser last night. Um, we watched Force Awakens directly before, but yeah, that, that that's the interesting stuff. Cool. I'll, I've, I've only watched a couple... Um... Because I mean, we only recorded last last Monday, and I've been very busy at work. Um, I watched Die Hard because um, it's Christmas and it's Die Hard, um, and it's great. Um, uh, and then I also because I hate myself, um, I decided to rewatch Couples Retreat because <laughs> I, I, I emphasised that rewatch Couples Retreat. Um, we're both laughing because we've both seen it. <laughs> Yes. Um, <laughs> Who rewatches Couples Retreat? Fucking somebody hell. who sits there on oh, on a God. Wednesday, oh. right, and goes and goes out and goes right. I I hate putting up decorations, oh, but Becky was I was off Wednesday and Becky was at work, so I decided what I'd do is I'd put up like the base layer of decorations. So I put up a tree and I'd put up the first kind of layer of decor of, of Christmas decorations on the tree. And I'll put the tinsel around the posters and stuff like that so that all the boring stuff is done. So I thought, right, I'm in Sainsbury's and I thought, I'm going to get some new base level baubles to go on the tree. Um, So there's like an almost colour theme going. And then got them, got them home, thought I'll have lunch and then I'll I'll start doing those. I looked and realised I had to thread the baubles myself. And then realised not only did I have to thread the barbels myself, that the string bits weren't in one of the packs. So was then hit with, shit, what am I going to do there? And then decided, right, I'll, I'll, I'll eat and then I'll do this. What can I watch while I'm doing that? Made the mistake of making my lunch and then deciding a film. So I had fucking time was of the essence because it was something that was vaguely warm. And I went, couples retreat. I can't remember if I thought that was shit or if that was all right. Boom, there we go. And the minute it started, I thought, this is shit. I remember it now. It's shit. Ah, well, I've already fucking started it. And I've got all these baubles to put together and treat it for. I'm sure I can fucking watch this. And it it is, it's it's not very good. Mark, there are are thousands, thousands of films that you will never see. Yeah. And you watch this twice. Yeah. Yeah, I have. I have, yeah. Yeah, I have a problem. I'm not gonna lie, I have a problem, a sickness, uh, if you might, where whereby um, bad romantic comedies that aren't even vaguely romantic um, just seem to. I can see to be. I could watch them and just let it just wash over me and have no actual effect on me at all. And then I, I will, in a few years' time, go again. It'll be a day when I'm off work, <laughs> or it'll be Betsy's out, and I and I look at it, and I've got three hours for I to pick her up, and I go couples retreat. Why not? And I'll start it again. Remember, I've seen Just Go With It three times. 
I don't think even people that were in or made just go with it have seen it three times. And for some reason, I have. It's not even a good film. It's not even an enjoyable film. But I have watched it three times because I I can put shit on and go, right, yeah, I can, I can put this fucking tree up and it can be in the background going on and everything like that. Whereas I, I can't watch background movies that I know I might enjoy. Because what will happen is the thing that happened when I put up Isabel's uh, or Isabel's bedroom units uh, a few years ago when we decorated a bedroom. I decided that I was going to watch The Mighty Ducks um, when I was doing that. And I watched all three Mighty Ducks movies and it took me like eight hours to put together something that really should have only taken me 45 minutes because I was going, ah, fucking great, it's Mighty Ducks. And every time Becky came in, oh yeah, it's, it's, it's difficult getting this... Yeah, it's the Mighty Ducks is on. Not gonna lie, there needs to be some sort of child lock on your Netflix. (laughs) (laughs) I can't. Yeah, I I, I can't. I'm not gonna tell people what the couple street was like because right now everyone who listens to this podcast is going. He's just literally has their head, their hand, head in their hand, going, "Oh fucking hell!" Uh, Yeah, so I watched that, uh, but I counteracted it by watching Zodiac. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's only one of those films where I, I, I like Black Christmas. Everyone says it's great. I don't think we appreciate how fucking great Zodiac is. Fincher's I, best. I, I well, actually, funnily enough, I just need to say, you know, I've been um, every now and then I tweet saying where's our UK copy of Zodiac, right? Yep. The Film Junk had a premium podcast last week about David Fincher films where they discussed this. There is basically the cameras that it was shot on, the highest natural resolution without just upscaling it is 1080p. That was the source format. David Fincher, king of digital filmmaking, shot that film on the same setup that episode two was shot on the native resolution of that film is 1080p the blu-ray is basically the best you will have it look without like artificial upscaling which finch you would never agree to which yeah so basically zodiac 4k will never happen can i just get the director's cut on itunes i just director's cut on itunes that's all i need i'll be happy fine yeah, well, I decided to not watch the director's cut just because uh, I've got bored of waiting for the director's cut to arrive on iTunes, so I'll just watch it again. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it, it's staggering how good this movie is in the mm-hmm. sense, and it is uh, it is up there as, as for Fincher's best, and it might even be Fincher's best. Um, I just I can't wrap my brain around thinking about what would Fincher's best be uh, right now. Um, but yeah, it's it's so enthralling and engaging a movie to watch and it's once it starts you, you can literally you can get an hour and sort of 20 minutes into it and go i don't think i've blinked it's just so fantastic it's such a in terms of the all the performances are spot on the writing's fantastic fincher's direction is um is incredible and um the, the editing is brilliant for the case of of managing to get that tone down for it and the um, 
keeping you interested and keeping it flowing and going and it's it, it really is a staggeringly good movie yeah Zodiac's the shit Zodiac's fucking amazing yeah um, and Jake Hall is so good in it it's so that guy is when you go back and start to look through um, what he's done in the past 10 years it's a hell of a CV he's building fucking right it is uh, that's that's it. That's 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 what I've watched this week. So I think we do have a couple of questions. I think we do. Uh, so yeah, let me just get to them. Uh, Steve, you're da, 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 da. Uh, we lost Steve. Steve could be peeing. Hello, Steve. We may have lost Steve. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll crack on. Um, if Steve, like, because I, I don't know, like, we don't want to take up too much of his time, frankly. Um, if Steve is gone, uh, thank you very, very much. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. It's always great to get him on for these shows just because... I'm here, mate. Oh, yeah, oh, there you are. Yes. No, right. <laughs> Sorry, I've, I've not got I've not got the Celine Dion wireless technology. <laughs> I had to go for a piss. Sorry. Oh, okay. Cool. All right. <laughs> we did we, we did predict it, mate. With that, <laughs> I am I've, I've drunk nearly a, a bottle of wine, homemade wine, um, made for me by my good friend Japanese Tony, um, and it's gone straight to me <laughs> bladder. He's he's called Japanese Tony because he lived in Japan for a couple of years. Not <laughs> not because he is Japanese. Not because he's, he's, he's not because he's Japanese or he's Antoine Griezmann himself at some point. No, God oh, no, no. Man, that's um, he's, do- he's he's um, a, a massively large man. He's sort of six foot five, built like a brick shit house, and he went to Japan. So God knows what they thought. Of. In, in fact, I'll tell you what they all thought of him. They all they all called him Bruce Willis. <laughs> anyway, we dig, we digress. Um, Sorry. Yes, so we do questions. We have a couple. Um, Jack Burton uh, at Mister F nineteen seventy eight. Did George Lucas secretly write this movie on one of his yellow legal pads? I think meaning the Last Jedi. Um, n- no, I I, I can see where he's going at the angle for that in, in the sense that there's a lot of bureaucracy for it. I think, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I would have, I I would have preferred. A, a Lucas trilogy, sorry. Um, wow. L- L- Lucas had a plan. Lucas Lucas had a, a plan for um, 7, 8, and 9. And when the Disney deal went through, it was pretty much chucked out the window. Hmm. Um, I, I'm interested to see what that plan was. Um, Based on the prequels, I'm not. <laughs> I'm, not a pre- I'm not a prequel hater. Yeah, they're not. I'm not a prequel standard. hater. They're not the same standards as the original trilogy, but no, God, the the problem with those films is as much George's direction. Yeah, I agree as, George, with that, certainly, as yeah. George's idea. Um, That's it. I, I think we said when we were when we were going back over them, Ian, didn't we? That um, George Lucas is a better storyteller than he is director. Yeah, he, he's a he's an ideas man. Um, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Indiana Jones is basically his idea, and mm-hmm. you know THX and. Um, I'm pretty sure his idea would have been good, and, and given it, given to a decent writer and some good directors, um, 
Yeah, actually, that 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 makes sense, and that would have been nice to have seen because it would have been it it would have been from the mind of of, of who has created this universe, I suppose. Yeah, mm. yeah, definitely. Um, Martin Pazanshin, uh, I went to school with Martin uh, at uh, Marty Pie uh, on um, Twitter. Um, I've, I went to all schools with Martin. I've known Martin since I was about two. Uh, but how many parks do you think Chewie actually ate? <laughs> I, I did actually respond to this as I say, I, I, I do think he ate a couple. Without a doubt. I, th- I think he'd um, he'd had more than a few rotisserie porgs. I, um, I think he tried one be- raw before he decided to cook I, it. You reckon? I think he just went fucking whole hog, man. Yeah, just fucking picked one up and just fucking ate his head off. Yeah, just bit his head off. That 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 is in a three-hour version. Hmm. The, re- the real question is, did Chewie suckle at the green milk teat of that sea monster. Yeah, I reckon. <laughs> yeah. That that was some nasty shit. That was fucking weird. Yeah, that, yeah. Um, Steve Dixon uh, at The Great SD. What's your favourite moment from any Star Wars movie? What's the single worst moment from any of them? Um, as always, keep up the good work, lads, uh, and have a great festive period. Thank you very much, Steve, for that, uh, and have a great festive period yourself. So, yeah, favourite and worst mo- moments from uh, all the Star Wars films. Uh, worst moment would be um, the fucking sand speech in Attack of the Clones. Um, even though the fucking the bit where Anakin freaks out where after killing those people and then he's freaking out in front of Natalie Portman's pretty bad. Like the, the women and the children. Um, like yeah, that's pretty rough. Um, best moment best moment I think the best moment might be when that one Ewok dies and then the other one fucking <laughs> just go, like, looks like, looks over and just goes oh. because then the Ewoks fucking have their vengeance um, <laughs> I'm a fan of Ewoks um, Ewoks yeah. rule I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm going with that I'm going with that the, the one Ewok dying and the other one mourning him the best moment in Star Wars history <laughs> <laughs> Steve, best and worst moment. Um, I'll go worst first. I, had you asked me a week ago, I'd have said something different. But for me now, the worst moment is Leia's space resurrection stroke space flight. Yeah. Um, because I, like, as I explained a while ago, I, c- I can't get past that. So yeah, that that for me is my new Nadia. Um, my my favourite moment. I sort of thought long and hard about this when I saw Steve's uh, quit. Uh, Twitter question um, and I think I'll have to say um, Luke sort of finally showing his Jedi badass the moment where he sort of uh, salutes R2 throws up his lightsaber he does his somersault grabs the lit green lightsaber and then just basically tears down that old sail barge yeah, um, pretty good that, that, even though it's not my favourite film Return of the Jedi I think that action sequence just sort of really shows um, what Jedi's can do for the first time. You know, not old Jedi's like Obi Wan, but sort of younger, more powerful Jedi's like Luke. So yeah, Luke, Luke kicking ass on the sail barge. Well, what's really weird, and I'm glad you said that because that was going to be my favourite moment as well. Well, okay, so our top three moments from Star Wars are all from Jedi. I'm a fan of that. Yeah, that that was that, that was my favourite moment because just because. 
it was the it was the one that stood out most for me. I thought I remember that being pretty fucking cool. Uh, worst moment. Um, can I have any time that Ray runs in Force Awakens? Because she runs really fucking weird, and it still confuses me. <laughs> who, who, who's the worst runner, Cruz or Ridley? It's, it, it's her. It's Ridley. It's such a bizarre run. It's like she. It, it, it's like some. It's like JJ Abrams went. We want you to run from here to there, and she went, "What? Run?" And she went, "What's that?" I went, "You know, like what's run." I, 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 what? What? what what's what run what's running like running it, it's like walking but quicker I, and then somebody showed her and she went what the shit is that okay and then did it and they went oh christ right whatever happens whoever directs the next one don't fucking get her to run okay and i think Rhea's gone, i think the problem is that. that that posh people usually get someone to run for them it is a little bit like that isn't it yeah but who'd win? Cruz versus Ridley in a 100-metre sprint with J.J. Abrams with the timer? Cruz, easy, because I reckon Cruz could run straight, whereas Ridley... The only way she really would win is if she knocked Cruz over in the first... What is it? Because I, I don't think she could stay in lane. I think she'd be <laughs> swerving around like a motherfucker. She'd run like... She'd, she'd do, rather than run 100 metres straight, she'd run like 400 metres just because she's running side to fucking side. Nice. Uh, yes, so that was that's it. All of our questions there. Um, so, right, Ian, we're covering Jumanji next week, aren't we? Yeah, boy. Yeah, we are. Like it would be over two weeks since I've seen it, but we'll give it a go. I tell you well, what, your Jumanji fucking fault for going to see it early. <laughs> Jumanji, welcome to the jungle. It's better than the Last Jedi. I'll fucking tell you that right now. I, I'm very much looking forward to it. Going to see it on the 23rd as early as I fucking can. Um, so yes. Um, Thank you very much, Steve, for joining us. Um, it's always a pleasure to have you on for these. Uh, and looking forward to talking to you again in May about, um, or, or Christmas, or whenever it's out, um, about uh, the solo movie, which I'm I, I'm a lot more excited for, I'll say. Well, thank you for having me back on. It kind of thank just say it's always a privilege talking to you guys. You are you are knowledgeable. You are entertaining. You are my, my favourite all-male married couple of the internet um you, you know what you're talking about you provide entertainment i don't think there is a better uk-based podcast um so yeah any anytime you want me i'm here thank brilliant you, thank you very much for that um ian um so we've got jumanji next week haven't we um whether or not we get will we get that out before christmas do we think do we know fucking doubtful isn't it it'll be the week between Christmas and New Year I reckon yeah which will also we're going to try and get a commentary done I think that week as well aren't we fuck me yeah we are Christ alright yeah we've got to get some shit do you know what I'll say it's for, for me and Ian it's a good job we've got understanding wives yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, they're the unsung heroes of our podcast yeah um, so yes um, so thank you much for listening guys um we probably won't get to speak to all of you again before Christmas, so we hope you have a fantastic Christmas. Indeed. Uh, and uh, we speak to you in between the Christmas and New Year. Uh, at Dude and the Monkey, at Dude Foz, at Ian Lorien, at DGP73, uh, DudeandTheMonkey.com, uh, Patreon slash Dude and the Monkey. Uh, uh, anything I've forgotten there, Ian? No. Merry Christmas. Have a good one, guys. Stay safe. Merry, Merry Christmas, folks. Thanks very much. Ma- uh, over make, and out. Goodbye. Make better choices than Antoine Griezmann. Yes, Indeed. made that choice. That's been crazy. Very, very <laughs> Goodbye, good folks. Bye.
Bye-bye.